This is an exclusive presentation from Federated Media, Unholstered. Here we go. Hopefully you're having a great weekend. My name is Kayla Blakesley. Welcome on in here to another edition of Unholstered. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sophia Rosales-Gatina. I am a captain with the Fort Wayne Police Department, and welcome back to the show Unholstered. Sophia and I have joined forces. Obviously, she is from the local law enforcement side. I'm from the local media side. Together, we have formed Unholstered to share and tell and talk about all things law enforcement, not just here in northern Indiana, but really across the region, across the country. And today, I cannot believe it, Sophia. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. It's just like, as always, just flying by (laughs) super fast. Today, we are kind of kicking off our holiday series. And this is kind of what we tend to do as we make our way into the holidays. And we've got Black Friday upon us. And so this is a really great theme as we're kicking off this holiday series. I don't even believe we did this last year, uh, but theft and pawn. Um, And I'm really, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by the whole pawn thing, uh, but we're going to get into it. Who did you bring in to get into it? Uh, Today, I brought in someone that runs the pawn division for our department. He does a really excellent job in what he does. I'm happy that we start this holiday season every year because it's just nice reminders for everyone going into the holiday season. And it should be all year round, but especially now because we're just buying a bunch of stuff. But I will let him introduce himself right now. I am Detective Joe Lyon, and I am the Pawn Detail Coordinator for the Fort Wayne Police Department. The Pawn Division. Once again, uh, I actually met you at an event a couple of uh, well, was that a couple of months ago now? And you mentioned you're head of the Pawn Division. I thought, oh my gosh, the Fort Wayne Police Department has a Pawn Division. It seems like I learn again these new divisions every other week on this show. How, when did that get started? That uh, came into being in the early 2000s with another detective. And it's we've been running it nonstop since. It is a one detective detail. Did you get asked to join that division? How does that come to fruition? That detective uh, just up and retired. Um, and at the time, we were kind of still new using the pawn program that we have. But I got good at it. And uh, so I was asked to take over his position. So what does a typical day look like in the pawn division? Uh, When I get in with my coffee, uh, fire up my computer, get into my pawn program, and just start looking for NCIC hits. After that, uh, with my sergeant and I, we start reviewing the prior day's uh, theft reports. And I start doing wild card searches in my pawn program to try to find those items. Hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. You need to explain what NCIC is. Our <laughs> listeners don't know. Uh, NCIC is uh, the national crime computer that is uh, run by the FBI. Uh, if you have a item stolen, just for example, your cell phone, uh, your cell phones have a serial number. They also have what's known as an IMEI number. And uh, those numbers are unique to your device. Uh, you can provide those numbers to the police department if they're stolen. We then enter that into NCIC, and that is a nationwide uh, database, item, database yeah. that we can use. Um, so if your cell phone would go into uh, a pawn shop, most typically it will go into what's known as EcoATM, uh, and they are linked to NCIC. So when uh, the cell phone gets processed by EcoATM, it generates what's called an NCIC hit that goes directly to my account in my pawn program. But I want to stress, and we've stressed on previous shows, why taking the serial number off of your things is so important. Because that is the only traceable way we can actually search things when we enter those as stolen into a computer. And you will, if we find it, you will get your stuff back. 
That's the remarkable thing. It can't just be like a, well, there was a scratch here. That that doesn't It doesn't, doesn't work, work anymore. <laughs> it, it, back really? in the day, I've done it a couple times. Once it was because the little girl told me where the stickers were on the TV that she put on them, the little wow. little girl stickers on it, and they were still on that TV. Uh, that's one of the few times I've done that. Any other time, no, i got to have a serial number. But what about recovering jewelry or, I don't know, some other kind of precious, uh, you know, item that's worth money? In that case, uh, what we're going to need is photos um, that I can lay down next to an item. Um, every business in town that uh, deals with jewelry is required by ordinance to take a photograph. Um, they then have to hold that photograph for a year. Um, they can, They also have the means to upload that photograph into my pawn file, should they uh, choose to do so. Otherwise, it's just a quick phone call and they email me the photo. Yeah, and my, I will say this, that you can put numbers into diamonds. So my engagement ring that my husband bought me does have a number etched that you can see with a fine, fine, fine mm-hmm. right. uh, microscope. Um, but you can't see it to the naked eye. So it is traceable that way. So you can always identify those things by that number. But not every, if it's heirloom jewelry, it's probably not going to no. have that. And that's what I normally see is the heirloom stuff. Um, the things that uh, were, have been handed down for a couple generations, that, that's what I see get stolen. Um, the, the newer items, um, as Sophia was saying, that there is... Uh, De Beers started putting uh, serial numbers inside the diamonds with a laser etch mm-hmm. to, uh, to fight the blood diamonds uh, that are coming out of uh, Africa. So I can see the the scratch mark inside the diamond that shows the uh, the serial number with my jeweler's loop, but I can't make it out. I have to actually take that to a jeweler for them to to put it into their microscope. So let's say then one of these diamonds, cell phone, what have you, it pops in your system. Like mm-hmm. you've got, okay, this thing came up. I know it was pawned at X, Y, and Z shop. What do you do do then? Uh, first step is I call the shop. Well, actually, first step is I find the report, confirm the serial number. Uh, there's a lot of confirmation in this just to make sure we've got the right item. Uh, and then I call the shop, put the item on police hold. They're provided with the report number uh, that item is then held in the back room until I say so. Uh, I either come get it or I release it, one of the two. Um, At that point, I uh, will generally contact the victim to let them know that, hey, I think I just found your stuff, and that generates a very excited response. Um, Explain what their options are to them, and then I will go get the item. What are their options? You have two options. You can pursue a criminal case in this in which uh, we will make every effort that we can to lay hands on the bad guy and put him in jail or you can just if you just want your stuff back you can enter into a civil agreement with the shop and i will facilitate that do you see a lot i guess i mean when i think of pawning i I don't think of fort wayne as being like a hot spot for for pawning stolen items but does it happen a lot here oh sure i've recovered since i took over i've recovered 1.6 million dollars in property wow um and and that's not just at pawn shops that's also i'm also in charge of secondhand stores and jewelry buyers and scrap yards so items that uh, anything that has value that's kind of falls under my my little realm of Mm -hmm. of interest Uh, by city ordinance all those types of businesses have to report to my pawn file which is called Leads Online. It's a, a nationwide pawn file that's based out of Dallas. Uh, 
one of our budget items, and thankfully the city council approved it again this year, is we have to pay for that service. It's free for the businesses to use to upload those that information to. Um, and it, it, in some cases, it's almost real time. Generally, it's a day behind because most businesses, they upload all their transactions at the end of the day. And so I'll see everything the next morning. Does it seem like cases do increase, though, around the holidays? Do you see it more often? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm coming into my busy time. So yeah. definitely encourage folks, if they do have something stolen, to report it ASAP. I mean, I'm assuming Correct. the quicker you report right. it, the quicker. Yeah, but make sure you copy those serial numbers. Yeah. And I everything has a serial number, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Everything. <laughs> everything. Uh, I, I mean, if you look on like a water bottle, you'll see a series of numbers. That's the serial number for that production of that bottle of water. Uh, and that's the, the FDA makes that happen. If you go into your phone in the about section, you'll find a whole bunch of, of things. First, you'll find your serial number. You'll find your IMEI number. You'll find all that stuff. Um, if you if you have not documented that and you lose your phone, you can go to your provider and they're required to give you that information. Hmm. Yeah. And please, 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 for the love of all that's holy, do not leave your firearm in your vehicle oh unattended. Wow. And then I, I can't tell on you top of that, reports we get don't a day not on that. take the serial number down. <laughs> if you're a responsible owner, take that serial number down and do not leave that car. If you know you're going somewhere that doesn't allow a gun, then just don't take it. Don't take it with you. Yeah, leave it at home. We have so, so many big... stole. Uh, it's a huge problem in Fort Wayne. People yes. leave their guns in their cars and we have numerous car break-ins and then they lose their gun. They don't know the serial number. So now we have a gun out there. We can't even recover that or charge someone as stolen because they, the serial number is still on there and they don't, I mean, we can't prove that it's stolen. Right. So right. Please, please, please do those two things. How long does the average, like, I'm going to call it recovery process, you know, recovery process take? Let's say, you know, my, my cell phone was stolen. I report it. It pops. It was sold at some pawn shop or brought to some pawn shop. How long does that actually take of the whole process of confirming that, going and recovering that actual cell phone, getting it back to me? Like, what is that? We're talking a day, a week? Like, what are we talking here? It kind of depends where it's taken. Um, most of the pawn shops in town, they do very limited business with cell phones because they're constantly changing. They're constantly being up, upgraded so that they don't get a lot of money on return. Where I get my cell phone transactions at is at the kiosks at Walmart, Kroger, uh, the Dollar Generals hmm. now. Uh, it's called Eco ATM. Uh, you can sell your devices, and at the time, if you if the device is not turned on, we're going to have to wait till it gets to the warehouse in Louisville, Kentucky, for them to power it up and repopulate their upload into my pawn file. So that can take about a week, uh, and then once I confirm it, which it just it takes minutes for me just to get into the original report, confirm the serial number or the IMEI number. And then I email EcoATM, they find it in the warehouse, and ship it back to me via FedEx. So you're talking anywhere from 7 to 10 days. Thieves got to know this, right? Like, it kind of sounds silly to me that, to then sell to a pawn shop, knowing a lot of these items are so easily tracked. Ugh. But 90% of the people don't take but their they don't serial take the numbers number down, down right. so yeah. there's no way right. to track it. Yeah, they, it, you know, they're, they're taking a gamble yeah. that... that that they the, won't get popped. That, yeah. that, that, that I don't know my up. serial number. Gotcha. Yeah. And sometimes they don't even take them to the pawn shops. They'll trade them in drug houses or, right. you know, for whatever. They'll trade. They sell them on Facebook. Yeah. They sell it on uh, uh, the, the the sales apps that, that are readily available and free. Um, part of my pawn file, I can see what happens on eBay. I can see what happens on OfferUp because those, those platforms are very cooperative with law enforcement. 
uh, we start getting into Facebook, that is the Wild West. Yeah, and, I was going to say, that seems like it would be like finding a needle in a haystack. Right, yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, too. We get those phone calls all the time that, hey, I see my stuff on Facebook Marketplace. How? How do you know this? Because I'm looking, you know, they tell me what to look for. I find the post. I say, how do you know that's yours? Because I can't see the serial number. You know, the, the, the bad guys aren't going to be nice enough to put a f- picture of a photo uh, <laughs> or the serial number of the serial center. number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, how do you know that? Yours? Well, I know my stuff. Well, good for you. But that's not good enough mm-hmm. for court. Yeah. It's not like they've made one TV and it only yeah. went to you. There's I, yeah. hundreds of thousands of the same TVs made, but they're yeah. all distinguishable by a serial number, which is what we need to do our jobs right. effectively. Yeah. So I, I need folks to document your electronics, especially your higher-end tools, your, your DeWalt, your Milwaukee's, that kind of thing, because hmm. they have unique serial numbers. Um, get your jewelry appraised. Mm-hmm. Take it to a, a reputable jeweler and have it appraised and insist on photographs being taken. And the reason we're telling people that, especially for jewelry, we're seeing um, insurance companies refusing to pay for jewelry wow. because there's been so much insurance fraud. Um, so if you can't provide, this is what item was stolen and it's not on an appraisal and we don't have a photograph of it. Yeah. We're, we're not going to pay for that. Speaking of insurance fraud, what about, you know, the pawn shop owner? How does that work? Let's say again, it's, I don't know, some jewelry Mm -hmm. and it's like, Oh no, this actually owns to Sophia. How does that work on their end? If I go in and seize an item, the pawn shop is now the victim. We've now made, in Sophia's case, if Sophia's the victim, she's the initial victim, I've recovered her property. She's been made whole. Well, now I've we've victimized the business. So they now become the, the victim, and they are eligible for restitution through the restitution program of the Allen County Prosecutor's Office. You know, going into the holidays, I'm thinking about jewelry. We're thinking about firearms, TVs, yes. cell phones, but just a little, little fun here. What's one of the craziest items that's been stolen that you've actually been able to recover? I, I've, I've said this a couple times. Uh, four very large totes of Beanie Babies. What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I walked into the, the business on um, on an entirely different matter. They were sitting in the middle of the, the You're store. You're kidding me. You were there at this business for something totally not related yeah, to the I, Beanie I Babies? Yeah, and I looked out at that, and I just burst out laughing. And the, the shop manager, he started laughing, too. He says, I got a feeling you're going to be calling me. So we're just going to leave him right there. And sure enough, I got back to my desk and 20 minutes later, I was calling him. Hey, here's your report number. Put him on hold. <laughs> I didn't know Beanie Babies still had that kind of value these yeah. days. Yeah, and you're talking, this is this is about, I want to say, five, six years ago. Um, A very it, niche market. I it, was. I it, was. So. <laughs> yeah. it was. I guess so. I guess so. And when we, we did inventory every single Beanie Baby, we only found one that was really any value and it really wasn't a lot. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, Joe works really good with the pawn area. And then when also there's another where we can find property is when they do drug raids and things like that. So if things are stashed like numerous items in in a drug house that we've raided, you know, we take the time to go through and run all those serial numbers to any of those items we find in there. And if those serial numbers do come a hit, we'll take that then and and take it back and return it to its owner. So it's not just pawn. We, we do work outside of that, too, when we see an unusual amount of maybe electronics or guns. We always run serial numbers on guns yeah. just to make sure. Um, and, that's, so. and, and with NCIC, guns stay in NCIC forever. Hmm. Um, the, I recovered a shotgun that was stolen in Fort Wayne in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It, it was showed up in Fredericksburg, Virginia. It had been stolen here in 1972. 
Wow, um, that's incredible. Yeah, really. I just and just last week recovered a shotgun for the Nashville Police Department in Tennessee. It had been stolen in 1977. Property will stay in NCIC for two years. So, okay, we're going into the holiday season. That's really what this is all about. What would then be some really good, valuable tips to try and avoid being a victim of theft? A lot of them are very simple. Um, We're all using Amazon now. We're all getting those deliveries every day. Um, Whenever I see the Amazon truck around the holidays, I call it Santa, you know, (laughs) because we, you know, Santa uses Amazon. Santa's coming to town. Exactly. Um, Get on, if you've got a regular driver, get on good terms with him and they can kind of stash your item in a hidden place where the only one who's going to know about it are you and him. Um, Or have those packages delivered to work. That way you physically have them and you don't have to worry about some porch pirate taking them. Um, Or get really good terms with one of your neighbors and have them, when they see the Amazon truck pull up and after he leaves, run across, grab it until you get home from work. Um, The other thing is is if if you're going to be taking advantage of those Black Friday deals, um, buying some big large TV, break that box down. Don't just leave it out on the curb. Because uh, you're, you're just advertising to the bad guys what's in your house. Yeah, um, just got a brand new TV. Exactly. You should really be cutting it up and putting it in the recycle bin. Exactly. That's another yeah, break, show. Break it down. <laughs> yeah, just break it down somehow. And uh, so you're not just leaving it out. Um, have um, for your package deliveries, make them have to get a signature from somebody. So, again, another reason to have them delivered to work. So you can physically sign for that. That is what I do. I mean, I also, A, usually I'm ordering something that's for my husband or my child, and I don't want either of them to see the package. So I do, I would say 9.5 out of 10 times, I always have just my packages delivered to Amazon or from Amazon to work anyway, no matter where I'm getting them purchased from. Uh, what about like in your car, you're, you're at the mall and you're coming out of the shopping mall and you've got all your bags and, you know, what kind of incidents should we try to keep from happening there in those scenarios? I, I heard in an older episode uh, you, you folks talking about this um first of all put stuff in your trunk yeah don't leave it yeah. out visible you shouldn't be leaving anything in your car anyway that someone could just like walk by exactly. see it through the yeah. window in the back seat yeah yeah, yeah. The, the 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 thieves that break into cars they call it car shopping they just you know I, I get offended by that but the um they'll just walk through parking lots looking into car windows and if they see anything they'll take it wow um, so don't, I mean, spare change, a cell phone charger cord, uh, anything like what? that. What? A cell phone charger? I'm guilty of that. I leave that sucker out all the <laughs> right. time. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, don't leave anything visible. Um, it, if you're out shopping, ladies, and you're coming back out, make sure your purse is a crossbody mm-hmm. or a, a backpack type, something that's physically attached to you and not just one of those really nice bags that I'm looking at right here that's got a couple handles and a strap, mm-hmm. you know, that can be snatched out of your hand very quickly. Um, be very aware of your surroundings. Don't be walking out to your car with your hand full of bags, buried your, your head down in your phone, not watching what you're doing. Um, keep aware. Have your head on a swivel. Um, if you see something kind of weird, you don't have to go right to your car. Go back in the store and just wait. I always think that's some of the best advice, Sophia, that I've received from you which is just kind of that awareness and alertness. Like nine out of 10 times, nothing's going to happen if, if the thief can see that you are mm-hmm. physically aware. Paying attention. Paying attention yeah. of your surroundings. Yeah. 
And I also love that you've always said, Sophia's called it this one, don't give it, a, don't give them a reason. Like right. with your car, whether you're leaving your purse in there, your firearm for, I can't believe people do that, but oh, yeah. your firearm, you know, your, your packages, your bags, don't give thieves a reason to break into your car. Yeah. And if you're still concerned, just go in the store and ask for an escort out. Mm-hmm. They will provide you someone to Been escort done you that. out. Yep. And especially, you know, times change. Just we're falling back another hour, and it's already dark. Mm-hmm. You know, by five thirty ish. So now we're going to go back another hour. Um, so, you know, if it, it's darker earlier, so just make sure you're trying to shop during the day, especially if you have kids. And I know it's a pain, but you know, you're distracted with those kids. You said yourself, you know, you're mm-hmm. distracted with kids because yep. they're fighting or they're crying or they're you got to get them in their seats and your back's turned. So if you can do your shopping during the day on the weekend with your children, then do that. And then do the shopping. If you need to go by yourself, do it. But make sure you're aware of your surroundings and try and grab a friend to go with you. Um, two people are usually not a target of someone, but one person usually is. I'm sure this doesn't necessarily fall under your purview, Joe, but just talking about theft in general and the holidays, the other big one that I feel like kind of rears its ugly head, you know, tis the season for giving, right? And there's just so many other kind of scam-oriented right. things out there. I mean, how can we best avoid those? You uh, Use your common sense. If it's if it's a high pressure type of hey, give us money, that's not legitimate. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, getting something in the mail from a uh, an organization that you immediately recognize, a, um, Wounded Warrior Project or uh, the USO or the Red Cross, something like that. People who do solicit by mail. Those are usually legitimate. What about those people, though, that are soliciting to you in front of the mall, and they have these cute little children, and you're buying into it, but you're no. still like, I don't really know? No. Okay. Yeah. No. The guy standing on the corner it says with a little cardboard sign says, I'm hungry and need help. Yeah. No. Sorry. Oh, yeah. yeah. I just was at Kroger, and this guy was doing that with gas money because he's right. gas, blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah. no. Then he's going around. He And I watched this man give him money, and he he... he was looking around to see who saw him give him money, and then he went to the other side of the parking lot. So I followed him over there, and I was not in my police car or, <laughs> or my police uniform. And I pulled up to the man he was talking about, like, "Don't give him money." I said, "I just saw another man give him money," and he walked over here to the other side of the parking lot where no one was. Wow! Um, I've I've actually jumped out of my squad car and and shooed these guys away from cars because like you know, a the lights green, let's go, and yeah. you're holding traffic yeah. up. And B, you're getting taken, you know. And, yeah. and, and so you just I'm, don't know who these people right. are. I mean, they could be up to no good. They could be up to try and get you in your car and take well, you. Well, that's you kind of my, where I'm kind of going with this, especially those solicitors when you're outside the mall or a grocery store or what have you. There could be some real, it's not always, I mean, you want to believe the best in people and you want to be helpful and you want to be kind. Again, tis the season. Yeah. But there's some real nefarious things that can yeah. actually there transpire are. And there have that. been people killed mm-hmm. after they refused to give other people money. Mm-hmm. Um, in other, Not here, but right. in, I think it was in Georgia, in Atlanta, there was a woman that stabbed someone who didn't right. give him money at, on the street at the light. You know, they got into an altercation after that, and then, you know, she ended up stabbing and killing the poor driver of the car who was just driving. Jeez. And so, the, you know, I'm not saying that that's going to happen each and every time, but it can. It's potential. So you don't know who people are. A lot of the times the people are, are addicted to something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why they're trying to get money. It's not because they don't have anywhere to live. They have somewhere to live in a hotel or somewhere, but they need money for their fix. And 
those people are just unpredictable. It just it's just what it is with addiction. So so unless we are we know it's like the Salvation Army out there with their, their, their kettle. red kettles yeah. and yeah. their bells. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing. We're not talking about the Salvation Army. We're not talking no. about the Girl, right. Girl Scout troop trying to sell cookies. We're not talking about that. We're talking about somebody that just watched you walk away from an ATM. Right. And hey, give me some money. I, I, I always bring this up, but I always think about this because my mom is one of those people. My mom is, is a giver. She has a heart of gold. And I feel like anybody could ask my mother for money. And she would, yep, sure. Let me help you out. Let me see what I got. I got two quarters. You know, yeah. even that's what she had. She doesn't yeah. carry cash, which most people don't these days either. Um, but I'm always like, mom, you just, you one of these times, you know, yeah, one of these times, don't. it's not going to be a happy ending to your story here. Just, just don't do it. And yeah, I, give to the organizations that help yes, people. That help the yes, that exactly. help these people. There, there and that's are, there's plenty. But the yeah. problem is, is like a lot of people don't want to follow the rules that it takes mm-hmm. to actually be in these you know organizations and part of their programming. Or so, they or they have been and have been ejected. Yes, because, because they, they don't follow the rules. Because they can't follow <laughs> the rules. Yeah. So, yeah. just be weary. Um, you know, I it may sound heartless, and maybe I've grown heartless over for some people. Um, but I, I give I give my time and effort to a lot of organizations in this city. I know what they do and I know the good that they do, but if you don't want to help yourself, then, you know. That's a great way of putting it. I feel like we learned a lot today, specifically when it comes to the serial numbers, tips when we're receiving our packages that we've ordered online. We've got like one minute left. Anything else that's of the utmost importance as we're heading here into the holiday season, whether it's involving pawning or, or theft, anything of that nature. When you are documenting your serial numbers, do not put those on your tablet or laptop. Oh, yeah. That might not be helpful either if that tablet gets every stolen. Fi- every 52 seconds in the United States, uh, an electronic tablet or laptop is stolen. So put those on a thumb drive and put that thumb drive on your keys. Hmm. And then you got it right at your fingertips. Lord pre- forbid that anything should happen. And that's not just for theft. That's also, what if, you know, what if you have a fire? What if an F5 tornado comes through and blows half of Fort Wayne into Ohio? You know, you're going to want an insurance claim. And so there you got all your stuff on your thumb drive ready to give to your insurance agent. Yeah, or write them down on a paper. I've got a little handy booklet that I put all my gun, you know, make, model, serial number, where I purchased it, how much it cost me. It all is in there in a nice little graph. Um, I got it at a gun store. So you can go into the gun store, ask if they have any of those. And then I keep that in my gun safe because no one's stealing that monstrosity. Yeah. Um, but every time I get a new gun, I've got a couple lately, one at events. So I'm kind of excited. <laughs> Congrats. But I put those serial numbers down on that book immediately and then I put it back in its proper place. Right. So especially with guns, they're so important. They're so easily sold, and we just don't want anything bad happening with a gun that you... Yeah, definitely um, not. Definitely yeah. not. Really good tips. Um, I would encourage folks, you know, because Thanksgiving's coming up. You're going to be on the road, perhaps Ooh, traveling. Yes, yes. You can download the Unholstered podcast, maybe yeah. while you're driving around. To There's over 100 house. episodes. That's right. And we have a lot of, <laughs> uh, you know, just a plethora of holiday tips, advice, things to be on the lookout for, to be aware of for, for shopping, driving, what have you, um, throughout the whole season of the last two years yes. of Unholstered. So you can download the Unholstered podcast anywhere you download a podcast. Just search Unholstered Joe, Sophia, happy Thanksgiving. I can't believe it. I know. I know it's gone so fast, but happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We will be back next weekend right here on Unholstered. Your town, your team, your topics. This is Unholstered. Thanks for listening to Unholstered. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search Unholstered. Podcasts by Federated Media.